Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's most prominent media, we'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Experts Podcast. Hello, Lana Hill. Hello, Nick Hayes. How are you? You, 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 you? Do you lead a little bit of a simple life? No. Is it complicated? <laughs> oh, it depends on how you frame complicated and simple, I guess. But no, it's is it fast, it's, rush pace. Yeah, is it, it is a bit. I yeah. would like it to be simpler, Nick. Simpler. Yes, well, please. You know what? What? what a great segue <laughs> to the expert that we've got here in the studio. He's a great segue. A simplicity expert. <laughs> Who would have thought? I know. This is great. Now, I've got Eve Bronland. Now, Eve, have I said your name? Have I said your surname correctly? Yeah, totally. Yeah, oh, absolutely fine. See, I have got a reputation of overcomplicating, really <laughs> overcomplicating people's and surnames mispronouncing. and mispronouncing. But uh, <laughs> it is that. Now, you are an author and an expert in simplicity. Tell me, how do you become an expert in simplicity? You just do. Now, I think it's about having that mindset of simplicity that we need these days. And for me, I've always had this pull towards simplicity. And then through my own experience, I realized, wow, life do does really get complicated. And how can we make it more simple? So then I've got a strong background in environmental science. So I look at it from a whole system approach. And I use that with my passion for psychology and how we take all that information in and then yeah, how can we make it simpler for us? And that's just evolved from there. Oh, Lana, it's it, look. If there's one thing that I need in my life I is know. to make things a little bit more simple. Don't we all? I yep. have been called simple in my in <laughs> my past as well, but I um, mean I don't think that was necessarily a, a, a bit rough. It was a bit, yeah. <laughs> but we are, and we tend to build things up, and things get on top of us. Mm, totally. And, and Eve, what is it? I mean, is it just? The, the ability to work and identify and make things more simpler that eases that pain, eases the issues that us, us human beings have? Well, first of all, I want to backtrack because it's very important that we know that we actually do this to ourselves. So we, sure. are, we are almost conditioned towards that complexity and overwhelm. Ah. And um, because if you think about it, um, going into the shops and, bringing a, and buying an item and taking it home... We don't think twice about that, but then if we start decluttering our house and we actually hold that item and be like, can we get rid of this? Then we suddenly start thinking about like, oh, but maybe I need it later on. Maybe I can use it. Maybe I can give it to someone. And suddenly we become, we justify it almost why we want to hold on to it. Yes. We do that the same with our commitments in our calendar and everything. Just adding is so much easier than eliminating. Taking away. So yeah. true. So it sounds like it becomes a, a lens or a framework from which you make all decisions, personal, professional, you know, your social life, whatever. It's it's something that you use to govern, you know, everything you're doing. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Um, it's just something on a very personal level that you need to know what is important to you. Yeah. And then you want to spend your, your time and energy on that. And there's different streams in simplicity. Like, you know, there's the whole minimalism approach and yes. living with less. There's a, an, um, um, a wonderful book um, about essentialism. So that's really how you want to spend your time. And there's different streams within simplicity. But it's just having that little bit of a hat on it, like 
you know, am I making things more complicated than they actually should be? So good. But what you just said before, starting with that question, what is important to me, that it sounds so simple, <laughs> but it's actually, it can be a very hard question, I think, for people to answer, you know, unless unless they've sort of really thought about it and been through that process before. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I see that a lot with, um, you know, clients or people that I talk to. It's, it's, really difficult for us to sometimes figure that out yes because we go into the world and we expect the world to give us what we need but have we actually asked ourselves what do we want and need yeah so, and the world is going to give you a lot of stuff these days like there's a lot of things coming your way so, <laughs> so true they don't stop coming it just <laughs> doesn't it's like a and you guys train. are working media so that's uh, <laughs> yeah but you know what i sort of i think in some ways i thrive off the complexity complexities of things in, because that's all the, I've ever had or dealt with mm. is complex things. When something is simple and easy, sometimes I would think it's either too good to be true or it's, it's something I haven't got the, the, uh, uh, the background or the, the machinations to actually roll it out. It just seems too good to be true. Is it, uh, do we as human beings like to make things difficult for us because that's really <laughs> the only way we know how to work Some with things? Some more so than others. <laughs> but I, I really made a lot of work out of that question, didn't I? I, made, I think I overcomplicated that question. Uh, <laughs> Eve, what, what do you think? <laughs> well, there was a very wise man called Confucius and he said life is really simple but we insist in making it complicated yeah. we literally do it to ourselves and it's we want to keep up and now there's so much more so you want to you know stay on top of things and there's more options so you know we're like oh butterfly you know there, there we go again and it just um but what we don't realize is that it actually affects us it yeah. affects our mental capacity it affects how we perform how we feel about ourselves how we how we deal with things at the end of the day like we make so many decisions um you know your information processing and decision making capabilities do go down at the end of the day so you might end up you know maybe watching another episode while well, you shouldn't do that or have another glass of wine at the end of the day oh and god things <laughs> are guilty of both last night <laughs> watched there another episode have an extra glass of wine does technology technology was always put in for for us humans to make life a little bit easier but does technology make it harder does it make it more complicated Yes, and. Of course, it has both. Yeah. Technology gives us a lot of advantages um, and, and, and more efficiency where we spend less time on things and we're more connected. But it also gives us so much more input, so much, you know, think about how many times do you pick up your phone? How much time mm. do you spend on your phone? Mm. And, and do you sometimes notice that while you were on your phone to check if you had a, um, you know, a calendar appointment um, that day... And suddenly you're on news sites or on social media for 20 minutes. <laughs> yes. Yes. There you go. Guilty. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. They, it just frees us up to do things that we possibly don't need to be doing. Mm. Um, I, I love this. I, the psychology of it, Lana, mm. is, is just what it is. It's to make things a little bit more simpler. Eve, who are the clients that you work with? Who, who demands a simplicity expert to come in? Well... I really like to work with corporate clients, um, but I also um, get a lot of people just on a one-to-one -one basis, the people that are really challenged with um, pretty much getting ahead. And um, But what is... What is really important um, around that simplicity, and especially in the workplace, is they already need to be aware that it is an issue. Mm. There's so many out there that don't even know that it is actually is an so issue. So true. Like, oh, I can keep up, or you know, we're trying to move with it um and yeah so the, the clients that i that i that i really like working with um 
And it doesn't have to be that they're completely overwhelmed with systems or processes, but just that from a team performance point of view, they're able to um, deal with everything a lot better and more streamlined. Yeah, it's about making the path forward more uh, more clear, I think. You know, if you're bringing everything back to where you actually want to get to, what's important, as you said, um, yeah, I, I can imagine that it would just increase efficiency and, you know, kick goals faster in, in that kind of professional corporate sense. Yep, totally. Yep. Awesome. Efficiency is, is, I think that's the key word here. Is, is that what we're looking to achieve through simplicity is efficiencies, uh, not dragging time, energy, wealth, money to other places. We just want to become more efficient. Is, is that what we're looking to do? Um, I think so. I think it's efficiency and personal clarity and those two things mm. combined. And that just makes us, you know, perform better. Um, as I said, we have a limited mental capacity. So if you're able to deal with that better, um, you, you know, you're going to work better. But it doesn't only mean, like, it's not something like time management because that's just trying to squeeze more something out of a person <laughs> <laughs> so true. In, in, a, in a shorter amount of time um it's just being more effective being yeah being more efficient i love it i love it i think being more simple with everything that you do just not apply just to work what about at home um, yeah can we we can be a little bit more simple when it comes at home because you, you just mentioned there with the phone I don't know how many times i'm guilty of looking for my phone to look up certain content when my best years of my kids are sitting right here in front of me and I'm not sharing or putting that time in t- with them. Yeah. Is that the kind of thing you can also do at home? Yeah, totally. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's, it's, it's something so important that we need to have that, um, that awareness of what's going on around us and how do we actually um, respond to it. And that, of course, that applies to home because – um, especially when you then come home after an end of the day, you probably have to ask yourself, Lana, what is most important to me right now? What do I need? <laughs> yeah. Do I need to, you know, have a bit of downtime? Do I want to actually uh, vent a little bit? What is important for you? <laughs> and then if you're clear on that, you can get that. If you don't, then you might end up at the end of the day and be like, well, that was a bit of a shit day. Mm. It's so true, that that reflection. And I think that that's, again, where we can run into trouble broadly, you know, as a population is I think there's a lot of us out there that are guilty of getting caught up in the day-to-day stuff and you're not asking yourself those questions. And A, what's important? B, how am I feeling? How can I prioritise what I'm doing? I mean, I think sometimes I would say having children forced me to A, ask myself what was really important and B, simplify because you just can't do everything. You can't be good at everything. You can't be good to everyone. You've got to start with yourself. Otherwise, you're just going to run yourself into a brick wall, really. Is that, is that is how it starts in terms of how you're working with your clients? Um, well, how it starts, I think, on a personal level is also you need to realise at that moment that that isn't working. Yes, so true. Yep. And when it, you realise it isn't working, <laughs> then you'd be like, okay, what what do I need to do about it? What do I need and to then change? It's, and, then it's, and it's a very simple process of once, once becoming more aware of what's going on around mm. you and how are you going to filter because everything else becomes then noise and that you can separate what is noise to you I and what that. is of value to you. Yeah, noise. Get rid of the noise, Nick Hayes. Get rid of the noise. <laughs> You're not going to get rid of this noise here, Eve, because I'm going to ask you some big questions now. Um, 
you've got a bit of an accent there. Yeah. I sense it's uh, Dutch. Yes, correct. Oh, it's we, a wonderful accent. It's, oh, it's I good. get Irish all the time, but do you get really? Irish? Yeah, you know that's what? crazy. I can, no, I can hear a little tinge of Irish really? there. Really, but Dutch. It is Dutch. It is Dutch. Ha, has that been a challenge for you? In because this is a media and uh, communications podcast, and when you're talking to media, has that has that been a challenge for you when you're communicating either by radio or on TV? Your accent. I found it actually extremely interesting how it has absolutely not. Mm. Um, like being on, um, on on Channel 9 and it was like they didn't even ask or they didn't even like, you know, wanted to do a bit of an extra sound check or something beforehand. Just like, yeah, I, I love how Australia is so multicultural and yeah. that these days as an expert, it doesn't matter where you are placed in the world or as long as you can communicate well it and get your message across, it just works. So I've been very impressed with you that. You know what, Eve? Your accent gives you more authority. I think it does ah. too. It gives you more authority because when we are, we've, we're stopping to listen for a second and go, where is that accent from? Okay. And I'm now I'm intently listening to you even more because of the content that you've got because I'm interested even more so than probably just the old good art of Australian <laughs> slang, mate. G'day, champ. You're How right, are you? though. You do listen harder. Yeah, you listen to this, are you, Lana? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trying to tune that out, actually. Good. Well, I, I, I find that... Because I think that accents. That's anyone, a good point. Anyone that we do come across that does have an accent, I think that works for them. Uh, Meg Coffee. Um, yes, she's a great Meg, example. You know, the, the American accent, it just sounds so, so much more. Oh <laughs> that was terrible. That, yeah. terrible <laughs> but the but, Texas accent. But the Texas accent, yeah. in particularly in social media and tech, it does come with authority. Yeah, it does. So yeah. I think you, you work that and that looks good. One of the other things I wanted to ask you with your media experiences, because I think you appeared on a community radio station and it had big results. Our good friend uh, Jenny Seaton. Hello, Curtin. Jenny. Hello, Jenny. She tunes in every week <laughs> on Curtain Radio, which has an enormous audience, actually. It's probably just not registered yep. because it's under the rating system. But they, you had an experience there. You were talking to Jenny and uh, a phone call came in after. No, it was actually um, a contact through LinkedIn. Okay. And um, I was like, oh, yeah. And lady, she um, thought it was wonderful what I talked about. She totally got it. And she said in her work life, she's always been focusing on simplicity. And she's like, I think we just need that so much more in the workplace. And if we wanted to have coffee. Wow. Um, we had coffee and she worked for Microsoft here in Perth. Microsoft, <laughs> Lana. That's incredible. So yeah. she heard you on Jenny's show. Yeah. And she's she's actually been a wonderful friend um, since then. And she just, she, she gets that's what I what I want to do in the in the world, and it's wonderful. Two wow. lessons, two very quick message. I want to come out of this, and for everyone that is listening, whatever media engagement that you are involved with, never ever disrespect it or think that it's mm. not going anywhere. Yes, because you just don't know who's reading, listening, listening watching. watching. So okay, true. first and foremost. Secondly. Um, all content's good content. Yeah. And also, too, that might not if, – if it wasn't the Microsoft lady that was listening, you know, if it's up on your Facebook, if it's – sorry, Facebook. Facebook's a bad word to use at the moment. Um, <laughs> but if, it, if it's up on your platforms, your social platforms, again, you know, Jenny – and Jenny's a wonderful interviewer. Oh, she's lovely. She's really lovely. She is sincerely a wonderful interviewer and would have grabbed everything out of you yeah. that was required and needed for her audience. 
Um, very, very powerful. So well done. I mean, it, I love that story, Lana, because, again, you just don't know who's out there, who is going to consume your content, not just at that time, but also too in the future. It's just you have to do it. Oh, exactly. I think it's like anything in business, though. You've got to put out what you want to get back and yes. you don't always get it back immediately. And I think you just to be good at, you know, sales or business, you just have to kind of surrender to that rule that you're not going to get a win back straight away. Using Facebook as the segue <laughs> there, Nikkei's, um, I noticed, Steve, you have an enormous following on Facebook. So firstly, congratulations, because that's, that's a big deal in itself. How have you found, because we talked about the transition um, from, I guess, employment to running your own gig, how have you found that self-promotion and marketing um, and particularly with all of the media that you're doing, how how have you found that process? Um, Ah, (laughs) you learn as you go. It's quite challenging. Um, It's... Um, but I think you're really totally right. It's just constantly putting yourself out there, being very clear on what it is that you are, what you're not, um, and then just yeah, just keep keep doing it. Just Don't overcomplicate it, Lana. Make <laughs> it, just do it simply. All right. All that's, right. That's what you got to do. Hey, uh, Eve. While I'm on a run here, because I've got, I think yeah, I also happen to know because I've been watching on Facebook. You're quite the karate. Oh yes, you like a bit really? of karate. Yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. I run a martial arts school. Run. Stop a- it. That's mm. awesome. Yeah, with my husband. Yeah. Tell I'm me about that. How, does any of that come into what you do? Because oh, I mean, totally. obviously, it's who you are as a person. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been a, a part of my life since I was like fifteen. I started training in martial arts. Um, so now I run a martial arts school with my husband. Um, crossing fingers in about two months, I should be getting my black belt. So yes. Oh, really, oh yes. wow, that's so. Show cool. me wax the car. <laughs> Show me paint the fence. Do you oh. mean wax on, wax off? Wax on, wax off. <laughs> oh, wax the cat. Oh, okay. No, let's right. move on. Let's move on. <laughs> yes, but no. it is. But, but karate is a big part of what you do. Yeah, because um, well, it feeds my determination, and that's why I keep going and going. Because you know, sometimes you don't really feel that traction, and you just have to put in the work. And um, the the biggest thing around simplicity is that you are a little bit disciplined. Mm. You, it's and martial arts, of course, is full of discipline, and I think that is that little bit that we a li- little bit missing in, in in the world right now around simplicity because we make it so complicated. We're just not setting the real boundaries for ourselves, and we're yes. not that disciplined. And then we'll be like, oh yeah, well, but I can just do this, or I can, and we just keep on adding that little bit because we think we can. That's so true. And we just we need to be really disciplined when we start eliminating and just be like, no, no, that's where my boundary is. Oh, it's it's a skill that's totally been lost. Discipline. It, it has, it has, and it's something that we've got to bring into everything. Uh, because it, in, whether it be family, work, whatever, and I and I love that discipline. On you know, it seems that we seem to add things onto our lives. We keep patching, patching, patch, 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 but yeah. we don't actually deal with it. And I think that discipline to 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 not keep doing that is is powerful. Eve, you've done radio, you've done TV. Have you done any print? Have you produced any newspaper articles, online articles? Um. A couple, not a lot, but um, I I actually really like the process of writing. So um, um, what I what I do tend to do is um, after media pieces, write a little bit more about that, whether on my social media or uh, in a blog post. So I do use the same content in, in different ways. Um, but yeah, I had a, I did write an article for um, a wonderful more like. Um, 
um, lifestyle uh, magazine. And I think it's my content is really suited for that. So, yeah, it was interesting. See, I'd imagine your content sort of fits into a lot of spaces. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's not just work. It's not just family. It, it's, it's everything, leisure, all of the little things that are running around. Yep. You could adapt that to that. I think that's that's what's what's interesting. Um, the TV, you mentioned Channel 9. How did you – what was that like? Was, yes. What was, what was that like as a first experience? Fantastic interview. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it was the most intense three and a half minutes of my life. <laughs> um, I was well prepared, as I always do, and um, but I also wasn't over prepared. So I was like, okay, you know, um, yeah. Um, I was very present, and um, thank you for all your wonderful feedback beforehand. Well, can I just say, I'll just let everyone know, Eve, Eve rang me just before she was going on air and uh, said, uh, this is how prepared this lady is and how simple she makes it is that um, asking me all the questions, what to do, how to go through it, and all that. And I said, "What time are you going in?" Oh, not till Wednesday. This was Monday. Ah, uh, yes. So you're very prepared. Of course. Is that part of being in a simple life? Is being prepared, organised? Is that is that is that how you go about it? I don't think you have to. I think that's just putting it for people that are that are not like that. That would add more pressure to them. Yeah. Um, it is just figuring out what works for you. And if you're if you're more of a like you know I'll just do this on the fly, then just you know make it a little bit simpler on the fly. But you don't have to be fully <laughs> prepared because that's just who I am. I like that. Was that your first time on TV? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was honestly it was outstanding. I'm not just saying that because you're sitting here. <laughs> In the studio, it was one of the best, most concise, you know, and it wasn't an ad. It obviously wasn't a paid advertisement, but it showcased your expertise so beautifully. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it was wonderful to watch. We all watched it in the office. Oh, and, and I'm glad it came across that way because there were there were a few hiccups in that three and a half minutes and I was ah, trying to process what were the that hiccups, really, really quickly. What were the hiccups? Um, I forgot completely what I was saying at a certain point. <laughs> Did you? Mm. Oh, no, you Happens couldn't. Happens to me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and it felt to me that that was like, you're like, like three hours yep. and it wasn't. But some people just said, oh no, it was actually like you were just, you know, really thinking what you wanted to say next. So it was wonderful yeah. that oh, it wow. didn't come across that way. But I, I had a bit of a terrifying moment there. There's two things to take from that though. Because I think, you know, for someone who's first time on TV, you nailed it. I think it is the most nerve wracking thing you can go away and do, particularly in any form of communications. It's just not natural to have microphones and TVs <laughs> and true. hot lights on you and realise that, uh, you know, you're speaking down you're the barrel. Totally on the spot to 40 50,000 odd people yeah but the other side of it is um you know to concisely deliver your message yeah. in a way because that's almost unnatural for us look at us i could have d- summed this up in about three minutes but <laughs> i can't do that i've got to talk i've got to get it out and, and it takes time to do that but you really nailed it Thank in you. that time frame that is allowed uh, and a lot of people don't like that lana yeah because it is too short it doesn't allow you to really develop or work the story to the point that you're most we're most comfortable with because we have to be in that kind of soundbite moment yeah. delivering our little nuggets of gold when we don't always want to do that. We want more time to break it down and, and do that. And TV sometimes difficult for that. Yeah, I think, you know, and respect, I, I'm saying this respectfully to all the speakers and um even authors, you know, people that are used to writing or speaking in long form, yeah. that's a skill set in itself. But media is the total opposite of that. And I think it's really beneficial, though, because you've got to learn how to distill 
your your knowledge and your expertise in a way that makes it obviously really simple, easy to understand. Um, as much as yeah, some people really don't like it, but no, you you did incredibly well, and I can imagine that all the feedback was was great. Oh yeah, it was wonderful, and it's and it's such a wonderful piece to have and totally as, as credibility it was wonderful i want to also to compliment you we're a, we're a very complimentary <laughs> oh, podcast I'm yes, look, come here all the time good vibes you come here well, can i just say your build up to it and your post-production yes so this is something that we talk about all the time I at Media stable and and as a student eve you have just taken this on beautifully Pre-event, pre pre-media uh, commitment, you need to build it up. You need to let your network know that you're going to be on. You're doing this. This is the topic that you're talking on. Not only does it do wonders for your brand, but it does wonders for the actual media outlet, and they love it. Yep. Yeah. So there's a big message to everyone out there, and some other people that do this really well. Rowdy McLean, uh, a yes. speaker based in Queensland, one of the best I've ever seen. Rowdy loves. He loves putting his name out there, yep. and he does it so beautifully. But there, you've got to do the pre, pre-promotion ahead of the piece, whether you're good or not. You know, you've got to get it out there because the media loves it, and when they see that as well, they're more inclined and likely to bring you back because you're not just promoting yourself, you're promoting them as well. Yep. So well done on that. Thanks. And then the post. Yep. Jeez, we are over-complimentary. We've got to no, find something negative here, Lana. It's true, though. This is, I agree, <laughs> this is a strength of Eve's particularly. Yeah. Yep. So post-event, letting everyone know and distributing it. And your, your people, your network knows about it, but if they've got the ability to share it out further and wider, you're opening up circles for everyone. So well done on that. I think, you know, we sometimes forget that the for, forget, these me, um, we sometimes forget that the actual act of doing the media commitment, we think that that's the beginning and the end of it. It's not that at all. It's, it's just, that's just the middle part. Yeah. It's 50% of what you've got to do. The other 50% stands on either side. Well done. Thanks. <laughs> now stop with the compliments. All right. Well, Eve, no, you're in a lovely dress. You're, you're just, everything's just looking lovely. Um, what, what, what media have you enjoyed? I mean, you're, I'm just looking at some of the media engagements that you've had over radio. Radio seems to be the dominant. Is, it, is radio the preferred? Yeah, definitely. And there's a few that will just get back to me all the time. Um, and, and that's so you've got really regular lovely. gigs? Yeah, yeah. And that's really, Fantastic. And that's really lovely. Um, yeah, um, I just like having a conversation and I think that for me is so important that um, I just want to ha- put that conversation out there of talking about simplicity because we're just not thinking about that. We, we think about all the other things. We think about, um, you know, how can we make our life more more productive or, um, you know, um, how can we make it better in, in sense of wealth or health? But this topic just doesn't get addressed and, and I just want to have that conversation so people go like, oh yeah. I could actually make a few things more simple and that's my win then. That's awesome. You know, Lana, sometimes it's just when you don't think about it, it's topics that just don't come to mind straight away until they're raised in front of media or raised in front of an audience to stop and think for a second. Yeah, I could probably make my life a little simpler. Oh, definitely. And I think that's why media loves it so much because it's that kind of light bulb moment. It's instantly relatable, but it's triggering something in your mind that you might not have thought about before. Um, Eve, I want to ask you a question we were talking about off air. So obviously you're, you know, you're an expert in a quite, I guess, an intangible area. Uh, And, you know, you're an author, you're a speaker, um, you're a coach, um, 
commercialising something like this is a challenge that, you know, we were talking about that, that you faced and I think a lot of our experts and people listening would relate to. What's next for you? What's, and what, how have you addressed that challenge of, I guess, packaging up in a, in a neat, little, uh, neat little package your expertise? Yeah, so th- that has been a really challenging thing because, like, philosophy is a wonderful oh, – sorry, simplicity is a wonderful philosophy, but then – how do you make that into something that you can offer as yeah. an actual package? So rather than just, you know, educating, what is then the outcome? Um, so I like your question before, Nick, like, is it then efficiency? Yes, and. But so for me, it was around really pinpointing what am I not? Because it's also ah. in the media, they go um, in a different angle that I maybe not have um, thought of or be like, well, that's not really where my expertise is. But then for me to figure out over time, well, what am I not? That has made it more clear for me to package it up and be like, well, within the workplace, I'm I'm not simplifying your, you know, your filing system or anything <laughs> like that. And I'm also not, um, you know, not taking over HR or anything, but it is around that within a workplace, how can we make things more simple on a day-to-day basis, on an individual level, that you feel more empowered, that you know what it is that you need and that you can go about your working day um, and within a team. And then, because if you think about it, if you know what it is that you need and you've put your boundaries in place and you can work more better, you feel better, and then your communication is clearer and it just um, emphasises everything within the organisation. Definitely. Yeah, yep. definitely. And I think that I can imagine too, if you're able to implement that within a workplace, those people are, I would say, more likely to bring that kind of philosophy home with them. Oh, I would hope so. Then then, then that's a super win for me. But yeah. <laughs> well, super win. I'll tell you what, I, as an author... Of the book, Unclogging, The yes. Antidote to Overwhelm. What yep. a great title. What a great title. But <laughs> have you noticed my clogs? Oh. Yes, I have. I the, One of the first things I noticed when you sat down. <laughs> is it, that's Dutch footwear, isn't it? Is yes. That, is that traditional Dutch footwear? Or, uh, well, oh. Not with the heels. <laughs> <laughs> They're right, wonderful. We'll take photos of that. We'll put it up on the, uh, on the, on the <laughs> sheet there. But um, you published... You went to publish and went out in March 2020. Mm. Something else happened in March Mm -hmm. 2020, I I think. COVID kicked in. Yeah. Yeah. What effect did that have on books and and, and your ability to launch it out there? Did it slow it down or did people have more time to read? Well, I don't know if it slowed down. It was the first book launch, so, you know, um, it was just what I had to what I had to go by. Um, um, I just had a lot more virtual presentations, and that was wonderful, so I didn't have to, like, travel around. Um, you didn't do the book signings at the, the bookstore and all? No, but when I shipped them, I did, so yeah, there good. was always a love message with that one. Um, yeah, um, I thought it was actually really interesting because I talk about disruptions when they come into your world. So think about unclogging, you've got a drain, what comes in your way and get rid of that. Yeah. Um, we had a massive disruption and how do you deal with that? So yeah, it was, it was actually a wonderful. Did you arrange COVID-19? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, bad question, Nick Hayes. I know, I know, but I tell you what, I mean, it, it has, I mean, this pandemic has thrown massive curveballs to a lot of businesses and organisations and it really has challenged a lot of people to deal with it. But I think, you know, something, sometimes you book and your topic couldn't be at a better time yeah and more needed uh not just for media perspective but for people at home might be listening to this and going you know what i could make my life a little simpler yeah um and think about um working from home a lot of people love it some people really don't some people have to still but it's a 
there we have now an environment of very blurred boundaries. Mm. And how do you separate those two? And are you able to do that really well? And if you're not, what is effect does that have on you? And then you do you stay in work mode? And again, think about that mental capacity. So it those things are so important these days as we're making things more complex. So true. Eve, what have you learned along the journey? Uh, in Particularly from a media perspective, what have you learned along the journey that you could pass on to others uh, to help them along theirs? Well, a big thing is that it's almost you have no control over it once you've put your content um, to the media and they will take an angle and you just have to be prepared for whatever angle they want to... Um, like I had one conversation and it was really about, um, you know, the challenges and the complexity of having um, young children at home. And and so I was like, well, yeah, great. Um, I don't have children. I I keep my life very simple. <laughs> <laughs> That's her secret, you Lana. Win. Yeah, That's Abe wins secret. everything. <laughs> no children. Make <laughs> life simple. <laughs> <laughs> but it's around that content and you just have to really know your stuff. Yes. And then just be open to it. So same with that. Um, um, three and a half minutes um, on Channel 9, y- you just have to go with whatever angle they're interested in and and not try to steer it back into something because then it just becomes a very um, forced conversation. The, right uh, tip. I love it. I yeah. love it. Be adaptive. Be adaptive, yeah. but listen. Listen and listen intently because you can't control it. You're right. It can take in its own world. And you almost want it to as well because that's when you know you've got a media that's not just engaged, but you also have an audience that'll be just as engaged. Yeah. And I think that's really powerful. You do not have any control, people. No. We have no control over our messages or anything that's appearing in the media. <laughs> hey, Lana, not a bad one again. Yeah, loved Gee. it. Thank you, A, for coming sure. in. Thank you, Nick Hayes, for your attention on the podcast today. Thank you. It's been simply <laughs> fantastic. It's been oh, amazing. <laughs> I love all the work. Love your work, Eve. Uh, Eve, if people want to get in contact with you, how do they do it? Just through my website would be easiest. And um, Eve Bruneland, there's only one. So you And on social media, you can find me under Eve Bruneland. So also yeah. can't be more simple. The, it doesn't get any simpler than that. It doesn't. I'm thinking now simple minds. I'm thinking simply the best. I think I better get off because I'm the worst closer. The worst closer going around. Hey, uh, thanks for joining us on the Experts Podcast. Uh, I will be back. Lana will be back next week, next t- Tuesday, when we're going to deliver another media or another expert. We'll see you then. You have been listening to the Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. To get in touch with the team, head to the Media Stable website, mediastable.com.au.